Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff, Code, and Beaver. <laughs> Welcome in, guys and gals, to a new episode and a new season of Buff Coat and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. We are back from summer vacation. I'm Clay Cunningham. This is Adam Kurtz. And, um, you know, while we were away, um, I took a little time, I took some time to do a little traveling, you know, take advantage of the summer vacation. And uh, one thing I noticed, maybe you, maybe you saw this too, Adam, uh, there's some really wonky items on restaurant menus these days. Like uh, the other day I was at a place and they were selling this thing called the Tofu Scramble. And I'm just like, is this a main course? Or the latest teenage dance craze. Well, we don't want to memorize the preamble. We just want to do the tofu scramble. Well, you take your left arm and you... Sh oh my god. It is literally just right now occurring to me that no one can see me. I... Weeks. I used vacation days to work on this. I, I lied to your face, Adam. I told you I was going to Las Vegas. Nope. Here, pounding out the choreography because I thought I had like the next nod your head black suits coming on my hand. What? What a colossal waste of time. Well, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could maybe post a link that a comp a video accompanies. I mean, the tofu scramble. Seems like it must be seen. It's, well, well yeah, that's, but, you know, I, I'm just, well, I feel like I fucked the whole season right away. So maybe, maybe why don't you, how are you? Maybe you can, you know, get us back on track here. With See, I was just going to stick with this with season three, 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 three. That's the only thing I did over the break, is come up with that. And so. all, also not accurate, because it's season four. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, well, you know what, I... I was just about to enter full dejection mode, but I'm looking at my list here and uh, of what we have to talk about. And the common theme we have today are episodes where Beavis sustains a butt injury. And my God, if that doesn't get you fired up, what will? I think we're back on track. I, you know what? Part of me thinks we never lost our way. Okay, <laughs> well, that's, well. Regardless, I mean, if we can't save it with this one, uh, then I don't know what we will. The episodes in question are Butt Flambe and Copy Machine. But before we jump into the start of our new season, Adam, uh, we should point out that uh, as we're recording this, uh, as I'm sure anyone who's listening know, uh, Beavis and Butthead is currently in the midst of their new season. Now, uh, our original hope... Or, or at least I guess my thought was that the new season would drop all at once on Paramount Plus and we would start out with a recap, but uh, they're actually doing it weekly and uh, we didn't want to you know, delay our season any longer. So we will have, I think, a full sort of recap of the rebooted season on Paramount Plus uh, when we're done here with our 10 episode run. But, you know, it's out there. You know, we've seen a few and uh, I guess... I don't want to talk about it too much. Uh, just you know, just kind of save that for down the line. But Adam, you've seen some of it. Uh, just your initial reaction to the uh, new season of Beavis and Butthead. Some old staples, some new quips. Um, no, it's uh, it's been 
it's been interesting to watch. So uh, I'm not, I've just got a, a little ways in, so I've got a way to go. But uh, I've, I've liked what I've seen, so I won't go into it. But uh, it's, it's different. There are different aspects, but it's still the same old Beavis and Butthead, too. So uh, I'm excited to see the whole reboot and... Uh, talk with you about it later in the season yeah i think one thing again i won't go into detail i i think it's gotten better uh the one thing i will say and i don't know if this is a common belief among the fans um the first episode escape room i truly didn't like um it just um again i'll go into more detail but i remember like when we talked about the movie you would mention because like they the the plot line is like hey Beavis and Butthead misuse iPhones and you said you know it sounds kind of lame but it really wasn't this one I felt was kind of lame like I thought it had a very fan fiction feel that um, yeah I mean I, I it's kind of faded from my memory a little bit because I watched it a couple weeks ago but um, but I will say it's gotten better there have been some that I've really liked some that have felt sort of like classic beavis and butthead and they are i like that they're working in the new characters um the video format is different and also interesting and just uh again it's hard to really get into this because you know we want to save it for down the line but just kind of felt like we had to acknowledge it that you know we're just going back to what we do regularly i feel like you need so is this is this the shittiest teaser of all time? That's what yeah. I- it's uh, well, um, and people have to wait ten weeks for it. So uh, it's uh, I, I I hope it was, I feel like it was very captivating, but I guess I guess yeah. we'll see what the audience. Yeah, we kind of wanted to do something. We're not getting into it. It's and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's but I mean, it's just like you know, you know what we have a co- like we had a schedule, and by God, we were gonna meet it. New series be damned. Yeah. yeah, man. You for folks at home, you know, I think you can't see me, but I try to write notes that say help me. Clay is really fucking works me hard here, so we had to stick to the schedule. He said not one not one fucking more second's gonna go by with you delaying this. I tried, and folks. Pe- people I can't tried. see Adam's got a band-aid on his face. I, I won't say that was a laziness induced gash delivered by yours truly, but <laughs> Not going to say it wasn't, but uh, yes, that's uh, so that's out of the way. And now let's do our own show. Adam, Butt Flambe air November 25th, 1997. It was the 38th episode of season seven, written by Christopher Brown and Mike Judge, directed by Mike Judge. Synopsis In an untold incident, Beavis sets his rectum on fire. <laughs> I hadn't read that. Sets his rectum on fire and must be treated at the local hospital. While Butthead ruins a tran- heart transplant. Adam, kick us off, season four. What do you got to say about Butt Flambe? You know, it's an untold story here, but does the title, you know, when you flambe something, a, a nod to all the MasterChef uh, and MasterChef Junior shows that I consume, yeah, I, and I'm unashamed. Slightly defensive, but not a shame. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very defensive, it seems. But yeah, but go ahead. So flambeing something, you know, you got a little alcohol in the pan and you tilt it over on the oven and there it goes. Maybe the incident involved alcohol. Whatever it may be, Beavis's backside was is, black. Is, is the edge, sizzles. do you think the edge is flammable? Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, so his butt is steaming and sizzling and crackling and they make it to the hospital. That's where we'll begin is you see Butthead kind of sauntering in front of Beavis and Beavis, uh, I don't know if his cheeks are clenched or they're just um, burnt together, but nonetheless, he's following Beavis, our Butthead, slowly behind. They get him into the ER and of course, uh, he has to fill out some paperwork and sit down, which Butthead really wants Beavis to follow these instructions of sitting down. <laughs> of course, it hurts his ass. They sit next to a guy who's got three gunshot wounds. Harry Sack! <laughs> I totally Going by the name Mr. Jesus. Borman. Oh, <laughs> uh, Harry Sacks is going to be my... Uh, moniker at hotels i stay at if i just ever walk in <laughs> do everything do everything in your power to make sure that they call your name out loud that or edward dickman those are my two monikers that's yeah, it we'll mix it up you go on a lot of trips so i'd say um so harry Sachs tells him to to Suck it up, you know, he's got three gunshot wounds, which, unfortunately, we see the death of Harry Sachs here. That should be really the title of this episode, is The Death of Harry Sachs. (laughs) That would have been a good alternate title. Um, I do like it in this transition in the waiting room, after he gets, uh, after the Harry Sachs tells Beavis that he's a puss, essentially, um... Beavis, or Butthead tells Beavis to shut up. Your injury sucks. <laughs> um, nonetheless, a, a doctor comes over to check him real quick. Uh, well, actually, the, the guy at the counter checks him and he smells something. Leads a doctor immediately to get him because the doctor comes in and says, Hey, we got a crispy critter. <laughs> a crispy critter! <laughs> Uh, I cannot hear that and not laugh. Because oh. that's one thing I thought too, just like I don't like oh I guarantee Adam laughs at that. But just, <laughs> yeah. Dirty set, we got a crispy critter. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um The doctor comes in as oh my dear lord, what happened? She has to pry his ass cheeks apart. <laughs> And then she looks into his ass with, I, I don't remember what the name of the instrument was, but it was uh, very uh, doctory sounding. But he, uh, surgery is immediately required after she takes a peek into his anus. Uh, in this time, when Butthead is, or Beavis is whisked away, I'm struggling between the two today. When Beavis is whisked away, Butthead stumbles into a storage closet and comes out in full scrubs. Which is pretty stupid, but I like it's, it. Yeah, it looks fun. It, it's like we've said before, like almost any light alteration to their already bizarre appearance, because it takes so much to just get used to looking at them normal. So just something, it, it, it usually works out very well. He uh, goes from room to room as Dr. Butthead, and of course, you know, he stumbles into a pregnancy. He sees the death of Harry Sachs, and he wants the bullets for some reason. Um, and then he's left with a heart transplant as well. Which, of course, he just holds. <laughs> Great security uh, at the hospital that he's just wandering into all these rooms with active operations going yeah, back on. Back in the day, you never know, I guess. 
So uh, Beavis is in surgery during this time, which Butthead really doesn't make an appearance during the surgery. Uh, they numb his ass. They go through all the, you know, local anesthetic, and uh, they have to calm him down at some points. But at one point, his ass explodes with a great fire in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they activate it, the, whatever the device is, which I don't, you don't know. It kind of sounds like a respirator. Because it's just like, you, you ever hear, saw it and hear just like a sound, and yeah, yeah, and then they, they activate it somehow, and it does rocket launch him across the OR. And then the, I think it's the same guy who took the, it was an intake, comes in with a fire extinguisher and puts out the flaming ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's extinguished, then they show uh, Beavis and the... Uh, hospital bed. The way he has to sit with ass in the air and just like a cast on his butt and butthead sitting next to him with the heart that he was supposed to take somewhere to be transplanted. He's still holding it. <laughs> then the, uh, of course, I swear, this happens, you know, in The Simpsons with the, where uh, Bart has to get his butt worked on. Of course, there's students that come in Anytime that somebody's butt has to be worked on in a cartoon, a host of students have to come in and they uh, are asked by the doctor, what do you think occurred here? And they literally laugh like Beavis and Butthead, as does everybody. That's kind of how the episode ends, is everybody laughing like them. So uh, a, good, a good ending, a kind of a cheesy ending with a, a nod to cheesy endings. You know, it was... I, I actually really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I didn't remember this one too much. I, I kind of remember the fire in the hole, but I didn't remember uh, this one. So it was it was pretty solid. Yeah, when we started like compiling episodes for this show, um, it was really tempting to just sort of you know front load it, just to be like you know just kind of look through an episode list and just like oh yeah that one that one that one, and you really just kind of like hammer it out. Though I think we made the right move and kind of. You know, spreading certain ones out because um, I think it makes you know for a better show on our end. But like that said, I mean, how many episodes have we discussed? This is our I think thirty third episode. So we've talked probably about sixty Beavis and Butthead episodes, two movies, all kinds of stuff. Like the fact that it took us this long to get to Butt Flambe is like astounding to me. Because I've already mentioned my top three episodes of all time. Not only am I comfortable saying this is number four, like right at the heels of Beard Boys, I'm going to say objectively, this is the best episode of Beavis and Butthead ever created. Before I go on, crazy thought, yes or no? It's really good, man. <laughs> it's really good. Um, I don't think that's a crazy thought. No, I love your, I love your conviction. But no, that's not a crazy Well, thought. it's just like, I mean, just start, I mean, for, it's chock full of classic moment. God, crispy critter. <laughs> Gertie Stat, we got a crispy critter. It's just, <clears throat> I mean, and I've called, I've mentioned this too, how I'm simultaneously, like, I like to celebrate and also kind of want to hit the people who do the sound design because they're amazing at their job, but it oftentimes kind of makes you clench. Like Beavis... The sound of his burnt ass on that plastic waiting room chair just, oh, I mean, you're, you almost want to scream right along with him. It's just like something. And um, it also, um, and it, it reminded me of like two 
classic piece. Well, I think two things that are you know widely celebrated as classic pieces of media. One uh, reminded me of Pulp Fiction because you know Pulp Fiction's got the infamous um, "What's in the briefcase?" You never really know. We don't, and the same thing, like, we don't really know what's in Beavis's ass. Of course, I love that we have a, a prestige thing. It involves being up somebody's butt, which, um... <laughs> oh, side note, I guess Pulp Fiction actually did have a sequence of somebody hiding something up their ass, so... Was that with Road Rash? Uh, well, uh, well it's, no, because Christopher Walken had the, uh... The, uh, the, the, the pocket watch that he hit oh, up his ass. yeah. Yeah, but, well, actually, too, it did have Road Rash because, uh... I guess you could also count two ass scenes if you, you know, do the gimp sequence. Hey, ah, male-on-male rape. It's always good for a chuckle. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, the fire in the hole thing also. And um, the thing it specifically reminded me of was uh, Breaking Bad, which I know is a show that we both love. I don't know if this is an unpopular thing to say. I don't love the series finale of Breaking Bad. Almost weirdly fitting because we're actually recording this the day before the series finale of Better Call Saul, the spinoff. But, um, you know, unrelated side note. Anyway, um, but I bring it up because while I don't think the final episode is that great, uh, the third to last episode, Ozymandias, is, I think, it's one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. And it's a, it takes everything from that show... Like, that's been building up from the start, and it is resolved in, like, a way that it's, like, truly devastating. Like, it's just, like, basically, the chickens came home to roost, basically. Everything you've been waiting for since that show started came together in Ozymandias. I bring that up. That was the third to last episode of Breaking Bad. This was the third to last, I'll say formal episode of the original run. There was also a Thanksgiving one, but this was the third to last episode of Beavis and Butthead. And I've said on this show before, I don't like the the Beavis and Butthead original series finale, Beavis and Butthead are dead. But still, I'm going to say the show had a satisfying, had a satisfying finale because does this not feel like a perfect representation of everything the show wanted to be oh absolutely yes 100 percent. and you get right bring back harry sacks too man that's got my mind yeah yeah bring here bring him back i mean you have beavis literally shooting like a rocket with something out of his ass i mean you even get (laughs) like i don't love i generally don't love a lot of the sequences where everybody's laughing like beavis and butthead but this one worked and would that not have been a perfect final shot of the show (laughs) <laughs> this should have been the series finale. This would have been a perfect series finale. Like, there's, like, you know, objective there's some continuity issues. Like, I do buy the Harry Sack, you know, using the alias Mr. Borman. Which, by the way, was that done because he was a crime? Or did he legally change it because Beavis and Butthead wouldn't stop prank calling him? <laughs> That's up for debate. I'm going to say it because of a crime but man it'd be funny if he changed it he was soft like that yeah that's not an issue but like i i say and this really isn't fair to criticize of this episode because they didn't know they were going to bring it back but he does die but then harry sack returned in the 2011 reboot um he was in the episode doomsday and um also i mean there's like you know butthead witnesses a birth and is like excited which kind of runs counter to the just for girls video that they were disgusted by but i mean that's literally that's all i got and 
that's nothing. Otherwise, this is damn near a perfect episode of TV. You know, some some trivia, Clay, that you, you uh, may not know that relates Breaking Bad and Beavis and Butthead even further, especially Mike Judge and Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan, Vince Gilligan had a secretary whose name was Judge, and Mike Judge had a secretary whose name was Gilligan. Is this yeah. this is the hot scoop to end all hot scoops? Yes, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, you know, I was worried. I thought I did a good job describing it, but there could be some people who are like, eh, I don't care. But if they're not moved by that, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. And frankly, if you're not moved by the I, I seriously, like, I, if you can watch this and not at least have a little fun, I don't get you. Like, it's <laughs> it's great. It's just, it is a great episode of Beavis and Butthead. Um, not so great. Or less, well, I don't know. Did you have anything else to, to add? No, I, I'm, let's ride it. Great, great transition. Uh, well, not, okay. Uh, not so great. Uh, just one music video. Um, I Love You by Vanilla Ice. Uh, this first appeared in our discussion of babysitting. I did watch it again, and all I wrote in my notes is, uh, still sucks. Is that, uh... I've got some more Vanilla Ice I Love You I, I leave, I submit, take the floor. Um, what do you think this episode is benefited by only having the one video at the end? Is the pacing of it? You know, it's not interrupted by a couple of music video segments. I, it, I, I didn't need anything else. Yeah, this could have just been like, I mean, no matter, even, even if this had been like in the middle of the run, I'm glad it aired when it did. Because like I said, yeah, what a, just a great thing to tag at the end of the series. But yeah, I like, and I like the music videos. I didn't need any interruptions for this episode. Certainly, and certainly not Vanilla Ice themed. The Vanilla Ice Ballad, I Love You. Um, some people say oversimplistic. It was released on Valentine's Day in 1991. Directed by Michael Bay, that video was. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Uh... <laughs> and I'm guessing... So Michael Bay's always kind of been involved with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I'm guessing they met on the set of... Turtles 2, so the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Yeah, it's, I, I, <laughs> I, I guess, man, what, what, what two, maybe two better artists you'd love to see working together than Michael Bay and Vanilla Ice. I, I, I came across that, I was like, no way. <laughs> Just very odd. I will say, I'm not a big fan of Michael Bay. Like, occasionally I will YouTube uh, the scene from The Rock where, like, I, I think this, <laughs> where the guy... And they get locked in, and he just goes, "What kind of fucked up tour is this?" <laughs> loved it when I was twelve. Still love it today. Wouldn't say it's a great movie still, but uh... that sounds like I've got some inside jokes we'll discuss later. But I think you owned The Rock on VHS. I did. So maybe I, I haven't watched it in a long time, but uh, but I, I still vividly remember. Well, you love Michael Bay, and uh, and you love Butt Flambe. So, there we go. Uh, yeah, perfect summary and a perfect rhyme. So, uh, well, you know, provided we've actually recorded a new ad, uh, we're going to roll into that right now, but be back for our discussion of Copy Machine. Ooh. 
Hey, Gurney, Stat, got a crispy critter. <laughs> crispy critter. <laughs> We are back. Part two of uh, season four, or is that oh, because? Oh, I think I think you sensed that I was about to insult your, your your blunder earlier. So 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 good on you. But before we get into that, it should be pointed out, you know, summer's about to end, and to the kids out there, contrary to popular belief, you don't always have to have your face buried in a phone to have a good time. So with these dog days kind of winding down, and you know, me always kind of, you know, wanting to harken back to simpler times. Do what Adam and I used to do. I'd say, put your phone away, go out with your buddies, and spend the day just outdoors, chucking milkshakes into traffic from the overpass. Adam, back me up on that one. Perfect way to spend a summer day. Yeah, man. I don't specifically remember that, but yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, I might have lied. Anyway, uh, tell, tell people about Copy Machine. Copy Machine, Season 8, Episode 8. I believe this was part of the reboot, am I right, Clay? It was. So Beavis becomes trapped in a, photo, in a photocopier while attempting to copy his butt. Clayton. Um, well, the first thing I noticed, um, I guess, I, I mean, obviously I'd seen it before, but I hadn't really thought, but it starts in gym class, and uh, am I wrong, did Buzzcut looked weird here, didn't he? I didn't notice. Well, like, like, well, like his 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 perfect hair and like high and tight like buzz cut look. I mean, I kind of thought it looked like it got put under a gypsy curse in a Rich, Richard Bachman and Stephen King novel because it was thinner. <laughs> oh God, the shtick is so bad. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, he's particularly irritable in this one because there's two instances where he just immediately yells. Like when like Beavis and Butthead are making jokes about ball handling, which I mean, obviously, you know that was gonna happen. But um, anyway, he sends the boys to make copies of a self-esteem worksheet, specifically telling them to not copy their butts again. And right off the bat, you gotta put a lot of this on Buzzcut, right? Because no, no, he yeah, specifically, I mean, obviously, I mean, Beavis and Butthead are always a risk to do something like that, but I mean, he specifically tells them not to do it again. So clearly they've done it before. So like making them copy mules, I'm sorry, Bradley, you, you're to blame for this one. But, um, and on their way there, Beavis is just routinely repeating the, routinely repeating the phrase, do not copy my butt, do not copy my butt. And he's eventually like watching like the, the copy machine go and it eventually just kind of like, Parts start falling off to where he's just going, copy my butt, copy my butt, copy my butt, while getting completely transfixed. And um, first thing I said, like, normally you're the Three Stooges guy, but this actually reminded me of, and I don't remember the episode because I haven't seen the Stooges in a long time, but there was one where they were working as uh, on the custodial staff, and they were supposed to stick, like, the name tags on the glass windows, just like, you know, Dr. Wexler here. And he gave Larry two big stacks. He says, now these go on the left side and these go on the right side. And Larry just, he just kept repeating that. These go on the left side, these go on the right side. And then he got to the end of the hall and he turned around. <laughs> but he didn't adjust his hand. So yes, eventually, yeah, they were getting chased and they fell down an elevator shaft, which that's uh, what reminded me of. Um, but also too, I love that Butthead apparently forgot what they were doing. Because even as... 
Beavis is saying that, he eventually just has like an epiphany, just like, hey, Beavis, you should like copy your butt, which just, I don't know what. Yeah, which, which time perfectly with a muttering. Yes, yes, why does it end? Yeah, um, but then naturally, yeah, he sits, uh, the glass breaks, and he stuck uh, ass first. And really, like in the aftermath of them, him being stuck and able to get out, we really see that. Like, Beavis really is a man without a country on this show because, like, you know, McVicker and another teacher are both demanding. They just pull him out because they need the copy machine, even though they said it would mess up his femoral artery. Um, and, it, I mean, but, but, but yes, they, but they said, like, if they didn't, it would be out of commission for weeks. And um, there's also, uh, you know, and naturally no one is more uncooperative than Butthead. Um, he asked to, a medic asked him to hold Beavis's hand to keep to keep him comfortable, just to keep him calm, and of course he won't do it. Um, and then eventually, despite uh, claims that uh, he actually want, he gets bored and wants to see Beavis cut his female artery, and just randomly starts pushing buttons, which I thought was a really cool animated sequence because we see the machine just shaking. And then Beavis just shoots out like five feet into the air and then just lands on the floor. It was really well done. I, 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 uh, um, yeah, I like that. I, I really like that a lot. Um, he's also encouraged to get back on at the end to see the stitches and naturally, you know, falls back through. It's immediately back. Yes, yes, right away. So, um, uh, also another quick, like not a, not a big critique, but uh, why was the fireman applying Beavis's stitches? <laughs> I wrote that down. I guess he does the yeah. That's um, stitches as well. Um, so there's a lot to like here. I think one weak spot to me is the uh, the sensationalist sensationalist media coverage that kind of comes out of it. Like normally the show does this really well. I mean, I'm thinking of like you know the what a stupid kid from Pipe of Doom, or yeah. you know like the Captain Dick Jackman, or one. Well, I I'm, I'm going back to this because I don't think we mentioned it in our murder site episode. Because I watched it recently and it made me laugh, like when they do the uh, the news report of the actual murder site, and they're like, "We now go live to whatever the guy's name." And I love that the reporter just goes, "Yes, I may be live, but I'm just about the only live thing out here." <laughs> just <laughs> cornball TV bullshit. But anyway, yeah, they they stuff they do very well here. It felt a little like broad and I felt like unfulfilling. Like there's a save Beavis vigil that's kind of funny. But, you know, that's, that's literally just it. It's just a shot that says, save Beavis. They don't do anything. And, uh, yeah. like, they also... I bring... actually did like the candlelight vigil for some reason. It, I mean, yeah, the, the side of it was funny, but, like, I feel like there could have been more to it. And then also, like, they bring on this... Um, it's a TV psychologist slash diet expert to talk about, like, why. Like, and that's funny, too. But, like, her segment, I just kind of like, eh. Like, yeah. uh, but you know, otherwise it's, I think it's a, like, butt flambe is a tough act to follow, but I think this one, it's pretty good despite its flaws. I don't know, is it dated or timeless? Cause it feels like it kind of, part of me feels like it, it feels like it was left over from the original run. But at the same time, I think kids would get a kick out of copying their butts if they used copy machines anymore, which I don't know that they do. I... The copy machines to me, uh, like this is not off the point, but it's one of those weird things. They're still used in a lot of offices and schools and stuff like that. Yeah, we use, yeah, my office uses them. 
is there anything more like mysterious though like the guy coming in to fix it you know who's like the expert like that's gonna take if you move that carriage it's gonna take at least three minutes. <laughs> like but that's like a real thing it seems like there's either really simplistic fixes like unplug it and plug it back in or you have to hire somebody who's been trained for like five years on that device only like you know like, yeah this guy knows xeroxes but he doesn't know is what the hell else other copy machine and he doesn't know cannons so um and then uh, yeah i don't know i think copy machines are going to be around for a while so I, at some point i think it'll be dated but man i, I think this when it's down it's down <laughs> people know about it yeah I, I guess that's true the commentary on standardized testing i don't know um having a friend who is a pe teacher and hearing what he has to do to meet standardized testing guidelines for the school in general they they've stopped doing pe at some periods so like that's a real thing of like not doing basketball instead we're going to study math which <laughs> yeah. you know we won't name our buddy but our buddy teaching anything outside of PE, you're like, my God. Oh, they are no. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, I mean, but, it's borderline surprising he can compose full <laughs> sentences sometimes. So, yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, you, you take something where kids, a lot of kids need physical activity, or those teachers aren't worried about teaching or a kid dying. We're worried about 30 students who might do a little poor on uh, the standardized testing. Yeah. Oh, so I, I forgot to mention, yeah, that's why they like they needed the copy machine, because of standardized testing, yeah. Yeah, so there's some commentary on that, you know, which I think it eventually probably <coughs> will be a little dated, but... Um, I'm with you. Tough act to follow. I had so much fun in Butt Flambe that uh, copy machine uh, was fine. I actually, and if you're ready to transition into the quote-unquote videos, I really like, I know we'd, we'd done the one with Jersey Shore, which was fine. I like them watching MTV segments. I think it's a more direct critique of the art form instead of maybe them just going off topic before like, we get into me. it like uh, tell the folks at home what the segments are yes okay thank you um so i i assume it's real life uh, real true life, life i have that true life i have a foot fetish um and then they do watch a music video as well benny benassi cinema but the um real life the true life foot fetish one is very off-putting but the, the guys do really funny mystery science theater style which they always do anyways but to me like i said it's just more pointed and i really like them watching the shows um <laughs> they they want to know what the guy's job is and he's kind of missing a couple a teeth on the side and really just putting his face in these people's feet but his girlfriend comes and uh she's like you're late for work as he's like sniffing her feet being late for work <laughs> then they show him like oh this must be what his job is he goes down to the red rock and growls. yeah yeah because he's like in a scream metal band yeah that's it yeah <laughs> it's just it's a very off-putting episode of true life and the guy's commentary was pretty funny um, I, I really enjoyed them critiquing an actual show this time. And then Benny Benassi Cinema, 
there was a masturbation helmet. Uh, not really, but they assumed these, this helmet these guys were putting on were used for masturbation purposes on my tax dollars. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so uh, we did find out that Beavis likes Meet the Fockers as well. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Well, to me, to me, the best revelation there is that Beavis jacks off with a football helmet on. That's a. Uh... But uh, yeah, I, I actually I thought the the. Which I thought the foot fetish thing was the highlight of this episode. Um, I do like, yeah, that goes down to the Red Robin. I also like the bit about him going to airport security to watch people take their shoes off. <laughs> yeah. And um, I one thing I did notice, like, you know, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I don't have a foot fetish. To me, it seems kind of tame compared to, like, other stuff that I think would be out there. I did notice that, like, everything he does, like, the woman has her socks on like he's like literally basically look he's almost fucking tongue bathing her but like she's got her sock and i mean is that not like you know like when a movie has a sex scene where the woman keeps her bra on he said he liked the stink maybe he likes the socks on for the stench i, I, I don't know I, I guess, is there like a nudity clause that they have like i mean i guess you could call that sexual content but I don't know. It's it. I think a sock. Nonetheless, foot... it was off-putting. Yeah. Socks. Oh, oh, yeah. Like a socked foot and a barefoot, I think are pretty comparable. But, um, but yeah, that that was that was really good. Um, well, I think we've come to the end. Uh, boy, big mystery here, Adam. Uh, why? What is the best episode, and why is it Butt Flambe? <laughs> yeah, like you said, start to finish, just a fun ride. Fire in the hole. Um, everything about it. You 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 uh, touched on it. You waxed poetic earlier about it, so I'm not going to try to top that. Yeah, it was easily that. Yep, winner for both of us. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah. Again, it's crazy. I, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it, but it's crazy that it took us that long because I do. I I it, it reaffirmed. Like I watched it probably a few months back, and I had the thought, like, is this objectively the best episode of the show? I think it is. I, uh, Since we glazed over that, can we just say which what our favorite Michael Bay movie is instead? Um, I mean, I guess it'd have to be The Rock. What else? What else have I seen? I've seen Pearl Harbor, which is just awful. And Transformers. Is that not, a Michael Bay? Film? Yeah, I've not seen a single Transformers movie. I saw the first one. I think it was okay. Bad Boys. What about that hospital movie? There's a hospital seat. Well, Rourke and Butt Flambeau. Oh, Ambulance, the one that just came Ambulance. out. Ambulance. Yeah. Ambulance. That's, uh, man. I, I didn't see that one. I, no, I, no, I didn't either. But uh, I would be interested to know if anybody, you know, shares my opinion or think it's crazy. And if you want to tell us if, whether you agree or it's crazy, Adam, you have the information on how they can do that. Yes, they can reach us uh, on Twitter at Butthole and Joe, or they can email us at Buffcoat and Beaverpod at gmail.com, or uh, search us on Facebook at Buffcoat and Beaver on, uh, on Facebook. And I think that's pretty much it. You can find all of our stuff on Spotify, which I think links back to our anchor page somewhere. So, yeah, there's a bunch of ways to get a hold of us. Yep. And uh, I forget who does next week's episode, but I think you have the document open. So uh... Yes, so next week, Late Night with Butthead, 
slash animation sucks where B&B exercise their creativity. Well, yeah. Adam, we're back. How stoked are you? Four times as stoked. Four times the cash coming our way from that sweet new ad you're going to record or have recorded, whatever. Four, baby. All right. Well, yes. I, oh, he's... What are you doing? The Arn Anderson slogan that no slogan. Good, good night. We're done. Nail <laughs> slogan. We can never end episodes. <laughs>